Hello, welcome to another episode of the Horror Vision Horror Podcast. I'm Sean. I'm John. Ray. Tori. And I'm Anthony. So I actually uh, have had a couple beers and I did that introduction order totally wrong because I should have went with the people that are normally here and introduced our guests. But I didn't do that. So let me, let me, let's roll it back a few minutes. So um, Chris isn't here. He'll be on the next episode. Uh, John, if you have seen my other podcast, Drinking With Comics, uh, John was on kind of two episodes. Well, because you were in the audience. Well, I was really loud in the audience. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, So, um, he asked me to leave. Security escorted me out. Mike actually fell in love with you because you quoted uh, Conan. Everyone falls in love with you. That's true. That's true. And Tori, like, so I remember about maybe, how long ago did we work at Borders? Oh my God. Uh, 10 years? At least. So, like, 10 years ago, I've always had this, I've always had this friend Brown in Chicago, Mr. Brown, who, Turns me on to great music, and uh, Tori became that kind of for horror movies and black metal. So she will be able to weigh in with some, you know, female great stuff and some female <laughs> perspective. And her love of Night of the Lepus. And her love of Night of the Lepus, which she's actually wearing a Night of the Lepus onesie. Yep. And we were all kind of aghast when she came in because we we're like, that exists, and she was like, Fuck you. yeah, those. She likes making entrance. And now I want one, so. And it's, it's made out of real dead rabbit fur. There it is. Only if it has feeties, though. Yeah. Just kidding. Please don't attack us. We didn't kill any animals. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. But they are delicious. They are delicious. Well, I guess so the, the pigs that went into the sausage that are on the pizza, but, you know, that's another story, so. Anyway. Wow. Let's get to the horror. So, um... We're just going to do this, like, there are guests, but we're not, they're not really featuring anything. They're just here to, to talk and, and watch a movie. So we're going to talk about what we've seen, what we've done, read, experienced, whatever, and then uh, we'll stop the tape, watch Experience. a movie, and come back. Yes. Yes. Well, I was at summer camp for a few months. Oh! You know, so, I mean, I experienced some new things. Uh-oh. It's, it still burns. You know, a little, Ooh. Like, you know, you get used to it. Ooh! Like point to, <laughs> point uh, to where they the touched you on the doll. So, Anthony... Sir. And I went to the guy that just got done telling me, like, I haven't watched that much, so I'm really just firing on all fours tonight. <laughs> Would you prefer that I go to somebody else first? <laughs> By all means. No, actually, please. You went to Florida recently. I went to Florida. And you, so tell us Death about the... Death metal capital of the world. I yeah, love Death it. Death metal capital of the world. Yeah. And you visited the most horror-filled place on the planet. And it is called Grindhouse Video, and it is a small boutique store, a little hole in the wall. You drive right past it and never know it was there. Um... But you get in there and it's wall-to-wall horror flicks. Uh, he's got all the current stuff in there. Um, you walk into the back room. He's got a, you know a, a whole room dedicated to just VHS horror. Um, the, the guy's got everything. You name it, it's in there. Um, I you know support that guy's shop. It's 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 a pretty cool little place. It's down there in um, Tampa actually. Yeah, because I ended up taking a short bus ride, short two-hour bus ride from. The safety of Orlando. <laughs> to Tampa. But this place is pretty badass. And it, it's it's become quite a like a horror pilgrimage for a lot of a lot of fans out there these days. That they, they make sure that they try to get out there to Tampa to, to get to this little hole in the wall shop and it's I mean, like I said, from the street, not very impressive. Inside you know, it's cool. It's cool that we you have something that that, that um you know, capitalizes on, on our uh our blood, our, our blood thirst for this right, shit, yeah. you know? <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a bitchin' little spot. Check it out. You know? so, so it's a video rental store? No, it's all sales. Okay, I was uh, going to say, because it's a weird pilgrimage if you're like, oh, this is so great, uh, but I'm from out of state. So, so like everybody... I was it. from out of state. <laughs> well, but you, So yeah. if it was a rental store, you wouldn't have been able to rent. Yeah, what well, for? Well, you could have, but what are they going to do? Come like LA, LA to get yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Yeah. It, it, what, what it sounds like is it's almost like horribles back home. There was a great rental spot though in Chicago too, that was a rental, and they had like super obscure. Which uh, which spot? I, see, I don't remember the name of it, and it was all like sign in membership and got a membership. I remember being excited because they had Fright Night too. I think she <laughs> I think she's actually talking about Horribles. Okay. No, no, it wasn't Horribles. It wasn't Horribles. No, because they, they, they were doing rentals for a while. No, this place was strictly VHS rentals. Oh, VHS. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, Horribles wasn't doing VHS. No, no, and it was. Um, it was actually in the city too. I just forget what name it is. That's so crazy to me. Like how in how in this day and age can you 
Well, look, look at music. Something. Like, how it, can you finance that? How can you look, keep that look, going? Look at the revival of the cassette industry. But they don't have storefronts. You're buying that stuff off Bandcamp well, or from labels. I mean, this is a storefront. Which they're is paying, really weird. They're paying, paying brick and mortar rent. I mean, never underestimate the pretentiousness of people on the north side okay. of Chicago. Yeah, that's a good point. They will spend money. Or Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> or Tampa. You know, I said, I mean, I don't know if I mentioned it the last episode, but there was that, I can't remember the name of it right now, but there was that documentary I saw on Netflix that was all about uh, the revival of, of videos. Yeah. It's like people that are out there like, and they're younger than us. They're yeah. out there like hunting down their VHS players and they're hunting down old VHS tapes because they're like, they miss that. This is that real, era. bro. This is real. Yeah, oh, I mean, the thing that they, the, the one of the things that they, that. They, they like is that, like, you know, there was like the trauma and things like that. Yeah. That, were, like, that were really VHS driven uh, film yeah. companies that were like, well, we, we're just going to make anything and put this on, and, like, any crazy shit we want. It was we'll put that on videotape, and they're like, it was such a cool era because they were just doing that. Well, it's kind of like the drive-in thing kind of died in like the late 70s, early 80s, right? And then it became the VHS thing because yeah. those same people like made drive-in movies where people, anybody could make a movie for six to, you know, 15,000 yeah. and it would play in a drive-through. Drive-in, not a drive-through. Drive-in. So I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's, it is, it is. Aww. To movies, what record stores there are to music? Because like there's people like there's record stores again where people are going. Well, well yeah, record stores. It's so, the same thing though because like the majority of your record videos. the yeah. majority of your record collectors are people who weren't there when records first were coming out. Right, exactly. Right. You know, like people our age are the main buyers of records right now, and yeah. we, we grew up with cassettes and CDs. Well, I've, I've always had a record player my whole life. I've never not had one. Okay. Aside from Sean, yeah, Sean's a special one. My father always had a record player too, and talked to him. See, aside from Sean, I'm sorry. But, All right, well, you're both special. You know, I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, hey. they love they love the way that it's formatted. They love they they don't even mind. They like the hiss and things like that. Yeah. They, it's the nuance. But it's weird when it's nostalgia for somebody that didn't have it in the first place. Because it's like, well, it's not nostalgia. Yeah. But it also is like that thing where the you know the young can perpetually find, you know, something. There's it. You know, you go through something, and then it kind of becomes dated. And then it's like '80s music. You know, having been a child in, born in '76, been a child in the '80s, in the mid '90s. Up through the aughts, it was like most stuff. I mean, there's certain things that you know, The Cure and certain other things never suffered from this, but a lot of '80s stuff seems so dated to me and, and like, uh, oh, seagulls. <laughs> yeah. And then how dare you? Band, I love fuck the seagulls. I love them. And then '80s parties and people dressing up. So then bands, well, no, that irritated me. But so then bands like M83 and Cut Copy came in and they kind of recontextualized it in a oh. way where it made it feel okay. different to me. And then it kind of was like, oh. I mean, also, time had passed, right? So you do something, you kind of get embarrassed by what you did, time passes, and you can see it it's with more cool perspective. Then, yeah. yeah, so it's just, I mean, everything's cyclical. It's, you know, it's why I had a tie-dye when I was a fucking sophomore in high school. And I'm sure there are a bunch of people that were 40 that were looking at me like, this is a fucking dickhead. <laughs> that revolution's dead, dude. What are you doing? The dreads aren't helping. I never had dreads, but I did have a Jim Morrison. Anyway. What I can say about this place, though, is a lot of the stuff that we've been reviewing on here lately, a lot of current current stuff is in there on the shelf. You can readily walk in there and buy it. You don't have to go through all the, um, you know, uh, order from, you know, boutique websites and things like that. I mean, it's it's there. It's on the shelf. Uh, we did Book of Monsters recently. They got a stack of them in there. All that stuff is there, like readily available for the public, which is really cool. Um, so, you know. Check it out. That's Grindhouse cool. video, that Tampa. That's very cool. So what have you seen, Ray? Oh, Lord. Uh, well, it's been a, since the last episode. It's been a while. Uh, let's see. I've seen... Well, I just rewatched Turbo K the other day, mm -hmm. which if uh, anyone listening out there hasn't seen it, just stop this episode right now. Go online. Go to Amazon Prime, or if you don't have that, rent it and fucking watch it already. It's fantastic. You're talking directly to me because I'm the only person that hasn't sorry. seen it. It's <laughs> not, no, I don't mean you. I don't mean you. I mean anyone that's out there listening to. You, you should be. You should be. Talking it's about. it's not horror, but it's horror adjacent and so fantastic. It's so ah, it's so reminiscent of '80s cinema, and it has this thing of. It, 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 the violence is very much like um, an exploitation. Yeah, like yes. an exploitation. Um, 
it has the comedy. It, it has it's the same level of gore as the original uh, RoboCop, but with oh. comedy added to it. So it's just fantastic. So is there like a half melted guy that gets run over? Um, no, no. Okay, that's good. No, but I mean, enough, there's enough you know, things happen to make okay. it worse. there's you know, mm-hmm. when people get hit with knives or 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 things like blood bur- blow flows out, it blows out of them. So. It's squirting out all over the place. It's fantastic. Like every time I see like that um, happen, Sam Raimi looks up from his coffee. No, yeah, it's it's, it's, um, it's absolutely amazing. I hear blood flowing. Um, <laughs> but you know, after uh, because of my love, because of how much I enjoyed that, I watched Summer of '84, which I think is also equally as good. It's not a gore filled, and it's it's not quite a horror movie. It's more of a mystery thriller with a teenager and it's very reminiscent of Goonies and things like that, mm. but I still very much enjoyed it. I understand what they're going for. So support those, that group of people. It's not a director per se. I think it's four people mm-hmm. and I forget what their uh, gnome diploma is as, as a group. I know they're beautiful Canadians and that's good. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Uh, uh, wait, is it Ronnie, Bobby, Mickey, and Mike? Oh! <laughs> No, okay, no. No, I don't think so. Yeah, if, if they're Canadians, I just assume they're good people, and you can <laughs> probably support them. Support them. Support them. They're probably good people. Uh, My Canadian goods, also. What else? I saw um, uh, We Are the Flesh, which, again, it's on Shudder, and after having watched it, I don't understand why it's why it's on there. It's... It's transgressive. It's high-concept art... <laughs> None of the sex is simulated. Yeah, it's all real. And you're I, like, and I remember watching it, and like, I, I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, when it happened, I was like, "Wow, that really looks like she's doing that." And I was like, "Oh, she dude, is doing dude, that." The first scene where it happens, it's like they couldn't be faked. I know. <laughs> there's a review of it on Shutter. I watched it on Shutter last year, right around this time, and there's a review. I read the reviews, and somebody's like. Well, I didn't expect to masturbate when I put this movie on, but there you go. <laughs> that is the creepiest review I've ever heard. Yeah, because it's also because it happened to all of us. <laughs> no. Ooh, ooh, that I says something it yet, but now I know I've got that, there you go. That, that says something weird about you. I'm sorry, but like ooh. I made the same comment when I watched Martyrs the first time. Oh, oh Get yourself a Everybody would like some 40%, 40% of the people listening will leave a comment that's like, can you tell me what her podcast is? So <laughs> We're much more interested in what Tori has to say about things. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if I liked it, but I at least thought... I at least thought to myself, fuck it, let this guy keep making movies, because he is challenging the shit you know, out of people. You know what I also really liked about it is that he, he, got, he actually got these, like, I have to have them build this set, so why don't I work it into the movie that they build yeah. the set while I'm filming? Uh, <laughs> it's a bizarre film. You guys good film. at paper mache? <laughs> it's a yeah. bizarre so film. And then the ending just got curveballs on you, and you're like... Yeah, but I, I, I don't uh, know that I... I, I don't know. I huh? Don't know. It's, a, it's an interesting movie. I it's, found it to be pretentious. It's super pretentious. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind pretension if it backs it up. It I don't did. know that that backed it up. No. But it was, I, let's put it this way, I've never seen anything like that before. So you can't always say that. Yeah, you can't yeah. always say that. Yeah, well, that's kind of, I think I think that's why I'm hoping he keeps making movies, because fuck it. I mean, he's he's out there pushing. He's out there pushing those fucking boundaries. He's yeah. pushing buttons, so, you Is know. He's pushing buttons or just watching a lot of, like, Gaspar in a way. Yeah, Ooh, that's could, a good that. question. That is a good question. Um, okay, so, John, what have you seen? Well, uh, last but one I watched was The Silence on Netflix, which I was very excited for as I've read the book. Mm-hmm. So, what, I want you to talk, before you go into the movie, talk about the timeline, because John explained this to me earlier, and it was something I didn't, I, I knew about half of it, but so explain what you explained. Mm-hmm. So I found it really amusing that when uh, Bird Box hit Netflix a few months ago, everyone was crying, you know, from the eaves about how it was a ripoff of the of Quiet, Quiet Place. And if you actually look into it, A Quiet Place is a direct ripoff of a book called The Silence. Okay. And The Silence as a book is a bit of a ripoff of a, of a book that came out the year before that called Bird Box. So Bird Box is the first of these ideas to come out in book form. Then we have the silence in book form. Then Quiet Place, Bird Box, and now the silence movie. 
So everyone keeps yelling about who's ripping off who. When I, in actuality, it, it all started years beforehand. Right. No one's correct. And right. um, as far as the books go, the silence. I, I highly suggest the silence. It was a the really book. The, the book. It was a really enjoyable book. It was a fast read. The characters were enjoyable. It wasn't too heavy handed. It falls apart a little bit in the third act. They try and scrunch a little too much in there, mm-hmm. and the movie tries to actually repair that. That's interesting. But it fails. <laughs> I, I, I don't like shitting on things. But the silence on Netflix, it it was not good. Okay. It was a it was a solid hour and a half when it probably should have been a good two hours. I feel like they cut mm. a large chunk of the story out of this. Sounds like one of the last movies we reviewed on the show. I mean that happens. Sometimes the editing room kills a movie. But even if they had the dialogue, I don't know who wrote this book. I don't know if the author wrote the screenplay. I, I'd, I'd have a hard time believing that because I'm pretty sure they hired a seven-year-old to do it. <laughs> the, the, no, I'm, I'm dead serious. The dialogue was absolutely terrible in this. Wow. Everything was rushed. Um, the one thing it does have going for it that everyone seems excited for is it, it actually stars the same young lady who stars in um, the new Sabrina. Sabrina. And everyone seems to love her. I don't much care for her because she has this I'm witty and cute, therefore I'm an actress thing going on. And it doesn't really... It works for Sabrina, I suppose, but it really doesn't work in this movie where your entire world has now been taken over by flying monsters that will eat you in seconds if you make a sound. Mm-hmm. Um, in the book, the monsters are small, about cat size, flying, rodents that come from underground, quick, quickly spread across the planet. In the book, you're centered in the UK. The, the movie, of course, must take place in America. Of course. Because everything has to take place in America. <laughs> Filmed in Romania. Filmed in Romania, but we're in Chicago. USA. We got castles all over Chicago, you know. Um, The monsters were, of course, all CGI. And it wasn't the worst CGI I've ever seen. Certainly wasn't the best CGI I've ever seen. Wasn't Mortal Kombat bad? It, oh. <laughs> I mean, Mortal Kombat bad <laughs> is, is a whole That is a masterpiece. Thing. Don't you go near it. <laughs> no, the, the, yeah, the, the monsters were not, not very good. Now, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Okay. <laughs> the monsters weren't very good. The movie, it rushes everything. When you... In the book, at a certain point, besides the apocalypse, you get a main protagonist coming into contact with your group. And that's where the book fails a little bit, because it doesn't give you enough insight into that. It doesn't give you enough time with that character and the characters that follow. The movie tries to correct that, but it just does it in such a ham-handed way Mm. where it just beats you over the head with it. And Honestly, as much as I love the book and I want to love the movie... I, I, I can't recommend it in the least. Okay. So recommend the book, not the movie. Absolutely. Read the book. It's a short book. I want to say it was under 400 pages, so it's a quick read. The author, I'm definitely going to look into what else he's done. I really enjoyed that. But the movie, uh, even even streaming on Netflix, just pass it up. Save the hour and a half. Tori, what, what have you seen recently? Um, hold on, I brought up a list. Cause Ooh, I've just been list. re-watching stuff. Uh, I rewatched The Fly. The, the original or the global one? The, the, the greatest love story movies. of the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> All the, that movie is nothing but a love story yeah, with terror. It's a love story. I love it. Shit. So I found out that Mel Brooks produced it, but didn't want to put his name on it because he thought no one would take it seriously. They would think it was a comedy. They, he thought they would think it was a comedy. Yeah. So first of all, why would Mel Brooks balk at a comedy when that's like his like his bread and butter? He well, did. that's he, like he wanted. Secondly, how seriously. would you think that that was going to be a comedy? He wanted it to be taken seriously. Oh, you know that part where his fingernails come off? It's hysterical. I mean, nobody's going to take it seriously. Well, you know, to be I mean, the one thing will be laughing about it. Hey, the one thing you have to realize is that I mean, there the validity to his the worry is that his son wrote a book. About surviving a zombie holocaust, Max Brooks, and where did it get put? Instead of in horror, it got put in comedy, yeah, in yeah. bookstores because of the name and because his father. And yeah. he went, "It's not a comedy." Okay, Cronenberg killed them. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, which, which is well, actually, which is actually funny because Cronenberg, when I saw him at Beyond Fest, interviewed by Mick Harris, interviewed Cronenberg uh, and Howard Shore after um, what's it, the uh, Dead Ringers. And Cronenberg's like, 
I feel like all the movies I've made have been comedies. <laughs> and like he was <laughs> dead no, fucking, he was dead fucking serious. Because at first I'm like, ha ah, ha, oh my god, he's fucking serious. <laughs> Really? You're a dark man, Cronenberg. Dark but, man. Yeah, Button Eyes from Nightbreed's a funny man, too. Like. Well, he didn't make that movie, so. <laughs> hey, that's so, really I played him as the, the funny guy. Yeah, Fozzie so Bear, Buttonhead. Watching a lot of Buster Keaton before. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Rewatch The Prophecy. Oh, I oh, great that Never seen that. Movie never seen that. So I haven't good. watched that in years, but I remember really liking it. That's so good. Dude, um,. What's his name? Morton's Stand out. Yeah. Mortensen as the devil is probably the best freaking yes. devil I've it's ever amazing. seen. It's amazing. He just so comes underrated. in the end of the I'll lay you out and fill moment. your mother's mouth with feces. Yes. And I was like, yes, daddy. Yes. Yes. Wait, is that a line? Well, That's yeah. a line yeah. from the movie. Sorry, I thought you were me. No, not at all. Whoa. Great line. Think about how impressive he is. He steals it from, what's his name? I forget the star of the film. Walken. He takes takes the moment from walking and you're like wow he just took it from walking good for you dude mm. takes a walk <laughs> <laughs> he did he did no he, oh, his, dude I think so I think I just saw Christopher Walken walk by outside he's gonna knock on the door any minute hey oh right you can answer it I'm not going out there <laughs> go tell him what you just told <laughs> us go tell him you just told us right the prophecy was just on shutter right yeah it's yeah. still out there I should rewatch that. I haven't seen that in years. Jacob's Ladder. Rewatched Jacob's oh, Ladder. Oh, phenomenal film. Good film. Good film. Good film. I, you know, there's this weird genre, I feel like, from the late 80s, early 90s. And it's this, like, I don't know what you'd call it. It's the horror thriller thing. And it's Jacob's Ladder, Flatliners, Serpent and Rainbow, mm-hmm. and Angel, uh, Heart. Angel Heart. And they're, mm-hmm. it's just they're their own thing. I feel like they're almost... Vertigo <coughs> comics, but as movies in a way, I don't know. The, the Mumblecore yeah. before it was Mumblecore from the eighties. It's it, really good. And Jacob's Ladder, man, that movie. And it's basically uh, it's a, a remake movie. of An Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge, which is a short film from I forget when. It's a black and white. Oh film. shit, you're right. It is, yeah, totally. And I fucking love which, that which story. Actually, actually, we should stop there it's, just in case if you haven't seen Jacob's Ladder and you've seen which. Nobody that hasn't seen Jacob's Ladder has seen an occurrence at Aubrey Bridge. But <laughs> Which, nonetheless, if there's one person out there, I don't want to ruin it for them because that's basically can, a spoiler. I can tell you if you if you if you've seen Jacob's Ladder and you're like, what's an occurrence at Aubrey Bridge? You, that's the one. Where if you have Netflix, yes. <laughs> if you have Netflix, go on Netflix. I think it's like the last season of. Oh, good lord! Because it's on there. I saw it the other day. The it's on the Twilight Zone. It's the last season of the Twilight. It was a it was a Twilight Zone episode. I, it, they did it. It was originally aired at at Cannes as its own oh, and then they like, short it. film, and then Sir, Sir, Serling saw it was so impressed went I want to I want to air this, <coughs> and so the only thing it has is it has the little intro like the little like the, 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 you know in the Twilight Zone so little yeah. But the rest of it is completely intact. Like, it's just that fucking short film. Wow. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's fucking outstanding. Yeah, it really is. Um, it is actually based on a short story, so you can seek that out, too. It's a great short story. But um, the, the short film does such a good job. It actually conveys everything that's in the short story to a T that it's... it's you don't even need to read it. But if you want to, you can. But it's fucking great. Go watch it. Right well, movie sounds better than Sorry. Like, we, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> I just got passionate there. So what else is on your list? Um, Big Man Japan. Not really horror, but I, I, I had to watch, to watch it. That. I've it's, heard it's, about it. It's kind of good. It's fun. Is it? Yeah, yeah, you like the dude. I feel bad because I owned that for years. I never watched it. Like, I, like Black Devil Doll. No, I no, you gave that you gave that to me, and I, I that was one of two movies where I had I knew within a short period of time watching it. Tori years ago, Tori gave me Black Devil Doll for a birthday present, and I'm watching. I'm like, I have to give this back to her tomorrow and not insult her. But like, I had to have that out of my not house. Not realizing it was I had to have it, it wasn't a porn. <laughs> no, that didn't that didn't even bother me. But it was it was just it was. I didn't know. It, it's. A low quality, really ugly, like not good movie, and like we were thinking it would be hysterical because I remember we talk about like, oh, it's coming out, it's gonna be hysterical. It was not. It was not. It was really. Re- the, the other movie being my friend Joe Quit, 
who also gave me Big Man Japan. I never watched, but he gave me Irreversible and I, for Ooh. my birthday. And I'll never Harry, forget. It's a romance. I'll, I'll, I'll never forget. That's the best romance. I'll never forget. Goodness. I fucking smoked a joint and I put on Irreversible. And I remember being like, this is awesome. These camera moves. What the fuck? <laughs> and by the end of the these, movie. These French directors would never do anything. At the end horrible. of the movie, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like crying. And I literally, literally, this is not a lie. I literally was so high that I was like, I okay, I know this is a cliche, but I should shower. Yeah, but, yeah. But no, oh, come on. And then I just gave it back to him. The next time I saw him, I'm like, dude, I so don't want to insult you, but please, I don't ever just take this movie away from me. I don't just get it, it away. Well, it's so good. Awesome. It is such a great movie, but yeah, it's, you're just it's amazingly made. But man, soul bath it, I can't, I can't watch a Gaspar Noe movie because of that. I'm afraid of, I'm afraid of him. If he walked like in front of me, I'd scream like a little girl and run away. <laughs> You, you tell me a Gaspar Noe, I'll tell you in like two words what it's about. Love? Shit that'll fuck, fuck me up. Yeah, yeah. That's all, that's what it's about. It's probably about shit that'll fuck me up, exactly. so. Um, um, but, what else? Exorcist 3. Ah, yes. So this, dude, Exorcist 3. What do you, what do you think of Exorcist 3? Oh, 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 that's the best part of the movie. We just talked about this last we, night. We had this argument last night, yeah. I can't stand George. So, I'll never I, forget I, I, I the, the commercials for that movie scared the shit out of me. And I'll never oh. forget sitting out and watching that movie the first time. And I couldn't get past him. Because every scene is just like, I'm going to overact to the millionth degree. It's like he Wait, just... Wait, so did like, you know Shatner, challenge accepted. Oh, Shatner <laughs> is... No, Shatner is Daniel Day-Lewis. Shatner is Daniel Day-Lewis compared to him. <laughs> what? Oh, wow, he, that makes me wish there had been a movie awful. that had George C. Scott and Shatner in it. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to rewatch it recently when it was on Shutter. I don't know if it's still on there. Okay. I need to rewatch it because... But it also had this... It, I felt like it had this vibe where it was like... You would be really fucked up if, like, they cut the kid's head off and made him look at his body. He's still, like, I felt like there was this one-upman ship going on in the. But it's, in the not, it's not overly gory. They kind of hide a lot. They, of they do. And that's Ever what makes get it to the creepy. to the hospital scene. The, the yeah, the one from the, the, that's scene. terrifying. Yeah, but it's they, two seconds, and they showed it in the trailer. Uh, that's true. But even like what, like, well, I don't want to ruin it, but like the first. Big death in the church. You don't really see much. You just kind of see the blood. Oh, it's it's yeah. all suggested. It's yeah, all exactly. You know what it is? It's it's shot. Effective. It's the beautiful. movie is shot amazing. I need well. it, and it actually didn't William Peter Blatty actually direct that yeah. one. From I think so, yeah. You know what is the thing that weirdly always stayed with me from that movie after after so many years of seeing it is the. Um, the grandmother hair pool at the table when when like the lady's coming over the, and the grandmother just suddenly swoops and whoa that, like jakes her head and I was like because I remember always sitting there going like what the fuck and like that jerk of the head was like wow that was violent but then like you know what was gonna happen to her was even worse With so the, the bone. cheers yeah the bone cutting cheers yeah and it's not that different from the book Legion I mean it's Legion I feel is more philosophical too. Mm-hmm. It's still pretty close. And, I don't know. I think it's great. I think it's beautiful. Underrated. I need to rewatch it. It's it's been on my list to rewatch just because it's been so long since I watched it. And maybe if now that I know to expect like the ridiculousness from George C. Scott, which we were talking about yesterday, Changeling was added to the Shutter a while yeah. ago, and I just I couldn't get into it because George C. Scott. It's the, just, and it's, dude, it's three a, hours long. Literally the greatest haunted house movie of all. That shocked me. Get shot. Legend of Hell House is better. This is better than Legend Wait, of Hell House. Wait, so if I show by this or, much, or or the uninvited, like I'm with no, Mabel it beats uninvited by this I much, but it just barely beats out Legend. But no, Changeling is an absolutely amazing film, and George C. Scott. It, that's just part of the charm. You just have to accept. Yeah. What I can't. I can't so, use the word charm in George C. Scott. Well, although, <laughs> wait a minute. I wonder if C actually stands for charm. It does. George Charm. charm. <laughs> So does that mean if you actually come over to my house for a uh, one of the summer viewings that I have, and and one of the films is Firestarter, you're just gonna be like, I've fuck it, seen, I'm out. I've never seen Firestarter, but if he acts like it's he does fantastic. everything else I've seen him in, then he yeah, acts like in every fucking movie seen, he ever did. Yeah, well, see, but then, why he's wonderful? But he's but then he's not an actor. Why don't you? Put I never said he was an actor. Right? I just said he was so, wonderful. I have that on so TV. Yeah, both. Are you kidding? <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> fuck. So did you just say put on my science project to me? Oh. <laughs> to me. 
Come on. What? What? So I know, Anthony, you haven't seen. You said you haven't seen a lot. You've been busy and you were on vacation. Any anything that you you either have seen or are looking forward to or have read about or the new Godzilla. That's it. Okay. Really? The, yeah. The trailer. Yeah. The Somewhere Over the Rainbow trailer. I'm down. Damn it, I am not a Godzilla fan. It, it, it looks really good. Sign me up. It looks <laughs> give me giant mantras smashing shit. I don't give a, I don't give a fuck. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. Really simple. If it's a lot of monster smashing shit, then I'm in. I, yeah. Then I'm happy. Have but you like, not seen if, a Godzilla movie before? Yeah. I saw the last Godzilla movie. That's for a point. There's there a lot yeah. of... I, I just, you know, fuck you with the introspection. Just have big monster smashing shit. I don't that's want all I want to see. Yeah, that's all I want to see. Philosophical, like... What does it mean? Club somebody with a building, you know, step on somebody's head. You know, Moth, fine with that. Mothra and Godzilla love story. Like, oh, well, that. Oh, they put okay. away their differences. Oh, we're going to do a little hentai. Hentai and girls credits. There you go. There's a lot of things they can do with that channel. You know what I'm saying? A lot of things they can do with that channel. Wow, okay. I didn't take it there, but. I did pridefully, I will say. So. Non-movie related, um, John and Kirsten and I went to a exhibit at the Desmond in L.A. earlier today called I Like Scary Movies. And uh, it was really, really cool. So the Desmond, I'm not, it, it's kind of a museum space, but I've never, I'd never heard of it before. Like John pointed out, you could totally tell that they're like... The, the, the art gallery, art yeah. shows, without a doubt. They basically turned the space into this like art gallery space into a recreation of kind of scenes and and not not scenes but like I guess tropes from settings settings but, but not exactly settings either from The Shining, Nightmare on Elm Street, Beetlejuice, it. Lost Boys, and It. Uh, I'll tell you what the so it was so funny. You start with The Shining, it was great, but it was also very spacious the way it was laid out. So was, everything, the Shining area was huge. Everything moved very quickly, and there was more of it than I thought there would be. And then you get into Nightmare on Elm Street, and it was very small, and like nobody seemed to be in it other than us. And that led right into Beetlejuice. Wait, no, and it was somewhere. All there. the hipsters it, it was second. So, <laughs> it, uh, okay, I'm sorry. So it was The Shining, it was second. That was fairly... Kind of crowded. I mean, the 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 sh- they did a good job of like corralling people. Oh, absolutely. And like the shining was probably about like four or five separate rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Definitely. And then it, I want to say it was uh, just uh, one giant room. I think. Well, no, because then they had the, the walls made out of Georgie's boat where you oh. walk through and you got two more little That's right. rooms. That's right. You didn't get to see like the bathroom in the shining. So no, you did. Well, you did. Yeah, oh. picture standing on the yeah. top. Um, no, like the the tub, a giant hedge maze that spelled out red wrong. Yeah, which is awesome. That's the shining, favorite. the shining one. I'm not even a big fan of that movie, <laughs> but the shining one was absolutely amazing. Oh, that was, yeah. I honestly would say that was probably the best. It out was. Of all I of thought them. so. And that was the first one up, but they were all a ton of fun. Yeah, they were all really cool. So we went shining it, and then Nightmare on Elm Street was very brief, and I felt like nobody was in it. And no, then, they weren't, and that, and that was that was amazing. That know? was amazing, and well, they had this enormous—I don't know which movie it's from—but enormous Freddy hand, like enormous. Like it was just—it was just the Freddy like glove, the, the, yeah, the glove, out. yeah, it coming out of the wall, and it was a good—I'd say about six foot off the ground, and it was probably like six foot by ten foot. Okay, because the, the cynic—is it worth it? Because the cynic yeah. in me is like, no, it's worth it. Is this made? For you to take Instagram pictures. It is. It, it, it is. It, it, it absolutely so is. But if you just love this stuff, like like, like we all do, yeah. it's totally worth it. But like, like, what I told Sean is when we were about halfway through of it, I just happened to look at the time on my phone, and we had been there for 45 minutes and didn't even realize. Had no idea. It had been that long already. So we were probably there for a solid hour and a half. Yeah. And, and their thing was, you know. Um, it's like going to the Museum of Death for me. Their thing was, it's like a 90 minute, but they're like, but you, you can take as long as you want. The girl that let us in, and she's like, you know. Yeah, they weren't like rushing you out There's of people that have cool. been in there for three hours, it's fine. Yeah, the only time you ran into like a line. So this is where I was going. Was Beetlejuice. So there was nobody in the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff, which led directly into the Beetlejuice. And we're in line, <laughs> and there was like maybe five groups ahead of us. So maybe ten people ahead of us to get into the room where they recreated the waiting room. You know, and you could take your pictures, blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, oh, if you want to, if you don't want to wait in this line, you can go over to this next room and then come back. And we're like, okay. So we go to the next room. I forget what it was. It was pretty cool. 
But then when we come the, back, the, the line was, is four times as long. And well, the like, next well, room was Beetlejuice's grave and, yes. and, and the Inferno strip joint from yes. the model. And it was really, really cool. <laughs> oh, which was nice. empty, which is the best part. <laughs> it was, but, like, the room we didn't get to go into... Was the, the waiting room. Was the waiting room, and, and it, lo- it looked like parts of the of the house. Yes, because they had the ghosts in the windows with mm-hmm. the ghosts or whatever. And, and like, literally, like, the guy's like, oh, no, well, no, you have to get back in line. And John's like, well, wait a minute, I thought the whole thing was... We- Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, no. I, so we, we did, I'm not. I was like, I'm worried. I'm about to cuss this guy out in front of everybody. We should just walk the fuck yeah. away, because the, we were waiting in line. He said, "Why don't you go ahead while you're waiting? Just go check out the other room and come back." And we come back, and the line's still huge. No, it was four times as long. Oh it yeah, it was even longer. He's like, "Yeah, we'll just get back in line." I'm like, "Why the fuck wouldn't I have just stayed in line if yeah. that was the case?" So th- that was a little bummer. But everybody that worked there, I guess, other than that guy, well, it's not his fault. No, I mean, yeah, it, it seemed like that guy was kind of a dick. Everyone else there was fantastic. No, no, uh, every person in there that we have, you take your phone from, you take pictures for you, tell you stories about how it was made. You know, they brought in like a, they brought in graffiti artists to do this giant sandworm on the Beetlejuice wall. It was absolutely gorgeous. And, and as you're going out, you're going through the Lost Boys room, and. Lost Boys room, you have David's chair and little throne area from the little hostel that had fallen in the ground. You get to sit on that, put your feet up, take pictures. It's beautiful. To be honest, though, the saxophone guy isn't in there. I, there was I no, oh. there was no greased up sax guy, and I no love one, the sexy sax. You know, no I, one was more believe. disappointed than me. I don't believe. But <laughs> above the, the chair is the antlers from the taxidermy and a giant heart on it. Oh, nice. And then there's another section where you actually get to hang from the, the girders of the bridge. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's it cool. looks like fog. So Sean and I got a nice little picture hanging there. And then you go into the, the, the final room, and there is literally a eight-foot-tall Chinese food box full of plush noodles oh, that you can it. sit in and take pictures in before you leave. So, yeah, it was it was a ton of fun. Completely worth the trip. I know it's 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 limited. I, I do you remember when it ends? I want to say it ends in a few, like with the week or two. It might. But yeah, if you get the chance, actually go support them. Support what they're doing. Definitely. It was a ton of fun. Definitely. I've watched a bunch of stuff, um, but I, I actually I what I want to talk about is so a couple years ago, author named Nathan Ballingrud. I, I don't even remember how I discovered this book, but um, uh, a novella called uh, Visible Filth. And it is one of the, I mean, it just influenced me. I've read it three times. I think I read it twice in the first month I had it. Unbelievable novella. It takes place in New Orleans. It's guy's a bartender, kind of has a drinking problem. He's ten in bar, and there's this, a fight breaks out. There's a group of college kids, and... He clears the bar out. One of the college kids leaves his phone. So he picks it up, ends up taking it with him, not realizing it. And then there's, like, these pictures on the phone. And it's really fucked up. And then people start calling the phone, like, you got my phone. And it kind of sets off this series of events in this guy's life. And it's, it's oh, man, it's so good. It's horror. It's, it's kind of more weird fiction than it is horror. You know, they're, I mean, it's kind of... They're very similar genres, but um, just really awesome story. So for a couple of years, because this is like 2016 or 2015, I think, I got that book. And uh, I really, really liked it. And I, he didn't really have, Nathan Ballinger didn't really have a, a social media presence or anything. I'd look, he, there was a book of short stories. Uh, I can't remember the exact name of it. Uh, something, uh, Great Lake Monsters. Um Will you do me a huge favor? Will you look up Nathan Ballingrud and tell me the name of his first book? Sure. Thank you. Um, but anyway, so I kept thinking, like, how is this book not more than it is? You know? Wow. So there's a movie on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet. John has watched it, and he recommended it to me a while ago, and I just haven't seen it yet. It's called Under the Shadow. And I believe it's foreign. It might Is Under the Shadow Palestinian? I it, believe it is. It yeah. is Palestinian, if I remember correctly. So... Yes. Re- it's it beautiful. Has a lot if of, anyone who hasn't seen it, please. Like me, I need to see it. I need to go to out it. of your way. It is an absolutely a terrifying, amazing story. What were you asking about, Nathan Bellagrand? His first book. It's something uh, Great oh. Lakes Monsters. I can't remember the name. Bibliography. North American Lake Monsters. North American Lake Monsters, which is a collection of short stories. I have not read that yet. So He has one called Loon. Well, so, okay, so that's where I'm going. So a couple months ago, just I feel like out of the blue... 
they announced that the author, or the director of Under the Shadow, his next movie is this movie Wounds, based on Visible Filth, and it stars Army Hammer and Dakota Johnson, and a, and I mean it's that is just that, that's like an all star crew. Yeah, for something that, that I don't I don't care what that is, it's going to be amazing. And and it really like I'm, I was just like holy shit, and then now Nathan Ballingrad like it, I follow him on Twitter. I'm not a huge Twitter person, but I follow certain authors, and. It's just awesome seeing this guy that wrote this book that means so much to me finally like blow the fuck up. Yeah, and there's there's no better feeling. No better that. feeling. And and so Visible Filth was originally published through This Is Horror, which is also a podcast and you know publisher, um, good podcast. Check it out. And that went out of print. And then because I forget who it is put out uh, this, so he just released like two weeks ago Wounds, which is I think six stories. Mm-hmm. And one of them is Visible Filth, and I, I can't wait to read it. I got it uh, right after it came out. I just, I've been reading other things that I was already in the middle of reading, so I haven't been able to start it yet. But um, just so fucking happy to see that and to know that, like, he's blown up and that there's, this movie is coming out. And, you know, everything I've read or heard about the movie has been good, and that it's just a complete mindfuck because it is a mind, like, <clears throat> the story is fucking crazy at points. Um, where, like, just where it goes... So that is one of the things that has really, really excited me the most. Um, I think other than that, uh, I'm only going to touch on it for a second because it's not horror at all. But, uh, you know, if you liked It Follows, um, David Robert Mitchell's new uh, movie, Under the Silver Lake. I've watched it twice in 24 hours. Modern Hitchcock blew me the fuck away. Absolutely loved it. And at least half of the people that listen to this and see it, we'll hate it. It's going to be one of those right down the middle, I hate it, I love it. I loved it. I can't recommend it highly enough, except I know that if I recommend it that highly, people will be like, fuck that dude. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it fuck just because dude. he likes yeah. it. Anyway. <laughs> I want to see Midsummer. I'm excited for Midsummer. Oh, Midsummer. Gosh, yeah. Dude, after Hereditary, I mean, I can't fucking wait. And that, that's like not that long, far away now, too, yeah, right? He, dude, he turned that around quick, I feel like. That's cool. He really did. Hereditary was so good. I was really late watching it, but damn. I yeah. feel like Midsummer was something he already had sitting. Yeah, definitely. And as soon as Hereditary made all the money, he's like, yeah, what about this? Yeah, yeah the studio was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. It's like the same, same thing Jordan Peele did. It's like, oh, yeah, well, I want to do Twilight Zone, and I want to do us, and I want to do yeah. this. Like, dude, get it done. Get it done while they're giving I, you money. I read somewhere, too, that Midsummer is supposed to be more messed up than Hereditary. That's fucked up. Uh, that, makes me, that, that makes me want to not see this. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucked Because I, I spent a good portion of that Feel. movie with my arm in the air, and I didn't know why. Feel and I kept summer looking movie. at it, and it didn't go down <laughs> for like a good 15 minutes because of that movie. That's an arm in the air? Yeah, like when, when that big thing happens early on, yeah, I know. my arm went up, and it just stayed there of its own volition for a good 20 minutes. Because I couldn't take my eyes off the screen to tell the arm to come down. Wow. That's yeah. so weird. It was strong. Um, yeah, I don't know. I watched a flick called Ghost Watch. Uh, oh, yes. On Shutter, it was in the Last Chance bin. I don't think it's there <laughs> anymore, but uh, it's a British flick from '92, and it's it's basically set up like a live, like almost like a, a British uh, sixty minutes kind of thing, like a news special about this like haunted, supposedly haunted house where this mother and her two daughters are are terrorized or whatever, and they set up all the oh, they're this news person's gonna go in with the crew and investigate the house, and this news person's outside, this and that, and I watched it. I really liked it. Nothing really happens until the end, which I'm I'm fine with. But but everything that led up to it was absolutely amazing. Well, and, but you know, in this weird way, where we really just felt like a news broadcast where nothing was happening, but there were legitimately scary moments in it, which you know is rare. And also, the thing I read about it later is that the fucking people that played the news people were actually British BBC One news people. So when it aired, even though BBC One was aware that, like, we have to put credits before this in a title sequence, otherwise people will think that this is a real thing. They're very War of the Worlds. But people actually that tuned in and missed the credits thought that it was a real thing. So if you watch it, it's crazy. They didn't put a lot of money into it, but everything they did was spot on and just, it worked. It worked. It's, I mean... What it reminded me of was, I don't know if you remember this, uh, there was a Tales from the Crypt episode... 
with Morton Downey Jr. Yeah, you oh, the yeah. D-bag. Yes. Ah, yes. Where he's a D-bag going to a haunted house, like with his TV show, and he's making fun of everything, and then it turns out, guess what? There's actually ghosts there. Oh, so, like, man. I always thought that was one of the best tales from the crypt episodes. But I feel like I, I feel like they must have stole that from Ghostwatch. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. Because sure. what year was Ghostwatch? Do you remember? Ninety two. Ninety two. Yeah. That, well, that was no, that was still before that. I want to say, that's, or at least around the same time. That's interesting. I mean, I've seen maybe five episodes of Tales from the Crypt because I didn't have cable. As, as soon as that's you started talking about seen. that, that's what I thought. It was that episode. Yeah, it, it, it reminds me of that, but it, yeah, no, both were brilliant. The Ghostwatch was better, though. It was absolutely it's, amazing. It's very good. I, I liked it quite a bit. So I don't think it's on Shutter anymore, that's but uh, I, I don't know if you can find it somewhere else, but... Do you guys I'm sure you can find Hell it. House, LLC? I have not. No. I did. Um, and I did really you liked it. I, I, the first one, I did. I, I I liked it. It was all right, but then I saw the sequel. Oh, that was god awful. And I'm like, all right, I like the first one a lot better now because the first one did a because <laughs> the first one did a lot of really cool things that I thought could have been done just a little bit better. But then yeah, the sequel, it was such an amazing drop off. It was like they were pedaling their bike and they're like, oh, we're going downhill a bit. What was the sequel? We're gonna drive off a cliff. <laughs> it, the, yeah, the sequel was terrible. Hell House LLC was was actually it was a lot of fun. There were some flaws, but it was a lot of fun. That's one. It keeps coming okay. up with recommendation. I need to watch it. Yeah, it was, it was just a lot of scary I thought of something that, um, and I was looking at that Bangoria and it, it came to me. Um, Don't say Rockula. No, no, no. Well, you know I love that. I'll recommend that all day long. No, this I wouldn't recommend, um, and I think that's why I'm bringing it up. We're gonna start a new um, a, a new segment on the show because every you you every, I don't, well, there's I don't, always a Ray doesn't recommend. Well, I don't mean to be negative, <laughs> but I just I just I just I you're just, gonna you're gonna call a second segment. I don't mean to be negative. Yes, <laughs> I am not. I just, but I'm gonna be. Well, because it <laughs> means it that. means spending quite. It means to spend at least twelve, thirteen, fourteen bucks. And that is in theaters. Oh, and that is no. Don't 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 for <laughs> the life of you. I'm going tomorrow. I'm just kidding. I know that the director's great. I I know that um, he's deserving of so much more, but he wrote it off. Don't go see Hellboy. It's it's not good. I could have told you that. And I haven't. Even it's not that. good. Um, You're literally I'll... talking to someone that has a nine-hour Hellboy tattoo on their leg right now. I so know. I'm going to see Hellboy no matter Here's what. Here's the thing. I don't care. The moment it was done, I walked out of the theater. I looked at the people I went with and went, "Wow, that made me want to go home and watch the wrong moment." Let me ask you just like three. Just, <sighs> let me ask you three questions. Three questions. Go. Does Hellboy punch a monster? Of course. Does Hellboy say some snarky bullshit? Of course. Does Hellboy just do some cool shit with fire at some point? Somewhat. I'm going to see Hellboy. Because right. oh, you want to what? That's what I want to fucking see out of Hellboy. I don't want some high elevated art novel film. I want to see Hellboy punch monsters. I'm fine with that, but the problem is, is that it just... Uh... Okay, yeah, I like Freddy Krueger. I want to see him slash up teens. I didn't want to see him doing a part two. Though. It I'm still gonna go see Hellboy. I don't care. 
I don't care if it's good or not. No, I, I, for your for, for what you said just a minute ago, I have I have a, a what I have something to say, which is you you're right because I there was something I saw and like I, I it's not a good <laughs> film, but like I remember sitting there with an audience and being like, you know, maybe we're interacting with the film is making it a lot better for me. But my one question was, how far into this twenty-four hour film festival was this? Honestly, it was. It couldn't have been later than like. It was right after the nine ten p.m. And it, it started. Well, at I noon. mean, it was not, it was not laid into it at all. Not even halfway through. Okay. I'm telling you, there's there's a power of knowing you're in a group of like-minded individuals yeah. watching what you all know is a fucking terrible movie. Oh yeah. But you can just enjoy it for oh, what yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. I mean. They always have at least, when they do these marathons, there's always at least one of those type of movies, and it's always the most fun of the night. That's, a, that's very doubt. true. Yeah, absolutely. Whether it's The Howling 3, or it's something like Freddy 2. I mean, these these are terrible. Like, yeah, if you sit at home and you watch these movies, they're fucking terrible movies. Why are you wasting your time? But the more people you put into a room and give beer to, god damn it, they become an event. Yeah. You're not just enjoying a great horror movie. You're having a fun time with people who are like you. You, yeah. you know, all the tattooed weirdos who are still, you know, listening to classic metal and watching horror flicks all day. It's like, you're, you're in with your yeah. people. You're trying. And you're watching this obviously gay kid try to act straight but not actually try. Well, you know, there's like a documentary about this. Oh, yeah, now. absolutely. And it's, it's, it's Well, the best part is the actor who plays the young, the, the, the lead is... The most flaming gay person you'll ever meet. We, 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 he met everybody. He signed autographs afterwards. Nicest guy could be. And he came out and talked after the movie. And it was absolutely fantastic listening to him talk about so it. So part of this documentary, I read about it, but what I didn't realize, because Shudder had an article, not Shudder, Fangoria had an article about it in issue two. What I didn't realize until recently, I think they were talking about it Shockwaves, part of the documentary is he goes to the writer and basically makes him, makes him say, like, Everybody basically puts it on me that it's a gay movie, but you wrote it. Yeah. And like they, everybody in, involved in the movie push it off on him because he was actually gay. Yeah. When it's like, but no, I didn't write the movie. No, he had nothing to do with it. So he just came in and acted. That's re- really, really interesting. I want to see that. that yeah, but like, you know, if you get a chance, the, those those poor bastard sequels. Get a group of people, p- watch a couple good movies, put a bunch of beer in them, then watch that movie. And your heart will just fill with That's joy because you all get to enjoy how bad it yeah. really is. It's kind of like if you watch like a really good movie and then you like you watch Splinter, which is an awesome movie, and then you finish the night off with something like Night of the Lepus. Everyone <laughs> enjoys it because it's, it's at that point of the night when you're all just drunk enough to enjoy something stupid. Luckily, I went to sleep. <laughs> Anthony, anything? What? Um, <laughs> What have, what have you gotten? Uh, you buy more than probably the rest of us. What have you picked up recently? I know I saw I saw this on Instagram. Or uh, Arrow put out a couple new new ones. I mean, they, obviously they got drops every month, but I grabbed uh, their strip nude for strip nude for your killer. Uh, a couple Gialli that I just got, and then I got uh, what was the other one? Wait, is Gialli the plural for Giallo? That's what I heard it is. That's why I said, oh, you know, I'm gonna That's use that fucking, fucking word tonight. That is amazing. The thing. Yeah, Gialli, Gialli. I love it. So that's done. I love it. Anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. And then the other one that I got was a, another one called uh, I, the Iguana with the Tongue of Fire. I, and I think Wait, that, what? Right? Who's the best yeah. names? Oh God. Yeah. So I'm, the iguana I'm, with the tongue, tongue of fire. fire yeah. Is yeah. it about an iguana with a tongue of fire that kills people? No, it's about no. Charizard. It's, 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 it's another fucking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's another, if it's you're another not going to speak love. English, I'm not going to be able to interact with you. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not a xenophobe. I just don't speak other languages. Especially not that language. Well, you don't know me as well as you think. Ah, gotta catch them all. His old ass did a Pokemon reference. I think a body just hit the floor. That's fine. Uh, yeah, just that, and then um, I got the Arrow edition of Donnie Darko recently. Yeah, so, did so. I? I picked it up with the Barnes and Noble sale. That's like the third or fourth version of Donnie Darko I've owned now. Did you get the huge seventy-five dollar one? Or oh the, no, just, I okay. got the seven ninety-nine one. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, so it's, yeah. There's a sim- uh, what the fuck is in the seventy-five dollar one? I don't even know. It's nothing. Nothing that I mean. And it, a lock of what's his face's hair. <laughs> Other than that, I got the new uh, the new res- restoration of Pet Cemetery, the original Pet Cemetery, original. Uh, which actually looks really good. They scrubbed that up quite nicely. Nice. Um, 
beyond that, not not much else. But yes, yeah, some of those pickups, like I said, those were from the uh, the, the trip down to Tampa. So, right. Oh, well, okay. So yeah. from the actual yeah. uh, the place. You were and you were saying this is obviously not horror related, but it's just funny that Arrow just got the rights to uh, a bunch of John Hughes stuff. Yeah, they're putting out Weird Science and they're putting out um, Sixteen Candles. I'm I'm gonna buy them because I'm stupid. I <laughs> there's nothing wrong with those films. I How love those you. films. No, there's nothing wrong with those you films. You have me over. I, I own those films. You. I own them. Yeah. Secret admirer. Uh, <laughs> no. I own the Blu-ray, bitch. So we're gonna stop and we're gonna watch this movie Headhunter, the or the Headhunter. The Headhunter. Um, and then we will. I mean, this, I always say this like the the viewers are gonna be waiting, like there's a commercial break or something. The viewers. You all have to stop what you're doing for the next apparently hour and forty five minutes. Apparently my, <laughs> apparently my Sierra Nevada was replaced with LSD. So, but anyway, so we'll come back and actually talk about a movie that we just watched. Okay, so we just watched. The Headhunter, brand new movie by, uh, is it Jordan Downey? Jordan Downey. Uh, director of previously Thanksgiving, I know nothing about Thanksgiving, <laughs> and I will continue to know nothing about Thanksgiving. All you need to know, the best line ever, Okay. nice tits bitch, that's it. Is, it, is that like from Hunter episode one, season one? Nightcore. Oh, Nightcore. Um... <clears throat> So okay, wh- wow. Uh, what did what did you guys think? It was absolutely fantastic. John, tell us what you really think. I mean, I, I believe the movie ended, and John said that is the best movie ever. It's it, it's up there. It was everything I could personally ask for in a film. You you did everything you needed to do. You gave me a barbarian guy with the fantastic fucking leather worked armor. You spent all your money on his one home on one little set. And just made a bunch of cool monster heads and didn't need to spend money on anything else because you knew you couldn't afford it. So you gave me a story based around that. Which is very like pornography free. It was literally pornography. <laughs> Monsters and Vikings and warriors. Yeah, no, that's basically pornography for me, without a doubt. So if, you, if it's, this is on later in the middle of the night. No, as soon as you guys leave. Squishy guess, noises yeah. are in here. Don't oh. come in. As soon, oh, wow. soon as you guys wow. leave, it's tugging. It's just nothing but tugging. Nice. Oh. Wait a minute. He directed uh, one of the Critters movies. It, the, he, he directed a short. Okay. From, uh, from what I understand, it's basically it's it's more or less a fan film. The uh, the critter's the bounty hunter. Okay. Which was actually really cool. Super, uh, super claustrophobic. Yeah. yeah the ending yeah. started to bother me. Mask, I don't know if you noticed yeah. that when he was in, walking through that par- that corridor, it was starting to really bother. But me. not even that. Cause... But being like in the forest with only a light, like the darkness was suffocating. Like it reminded me of camping as a child, and you, you would try to go play hide and go seek in the dark. And oh, see, I, I felt exa- like the exact opposite. I felt like that was the most open and wonderful. But not, I sp- not at the to the, me at the end, no, because he had only that light and that just all of that darkness from him being in the open was to see, me suffocating and like. Oh. That's no, that's that's I, I do a lot of camping, and that's that's heaven to me right there. I yeah, I, I enjoy that, that, but at the same time, it's. Creepy. Well, definitely. I I can see that, though. I I personally, I love that. Anthony, what'd you think? It was uh, picturesque, say that. Definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Filmed in Portugal. Portugal, yeah. Uh, Christopher Rye, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Great job as the warrior. Um, Decent set designs. I mean, you can see what they, like like you said, what what they had... uh, Finance wise, it, it they 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 utilized every penny they had and they mm-hmm. they made it work. Um, excellent puppetry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but what little there was, yeah, there because there wasn't a lot. It was mostly left to our imaginations throughout yeah. most of the movie, which is smart. Once because again. it could have gone really stupid. Oh yeah, absolutely. It looked horrible. But what I I loved about the the ridiculousness of the puppet is that. It's immediately changed when you see what it does, yes, yeah. and how it's able to continue uh, being to, a threat. Yeah, exactly, and uh, and that that really flipped the movie over for me, where I was like, okay, I'm 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 really paying attention and locked in now, not just staring at, you know, pretty forest. Like there's there's a Which lot is, of, a lot of really cool shit point. going if, on. If you don't have money for sets. 
go somewhere absolutely stunning. Yeah, definitely. And let that do the work for you. Which I definitely got that vibe from it, where they, they did that. So that was... I would have never guessed it was Portugal. I mean, I've never been to Portugal, but I just... <laughs> I mean, I guess because all the set dressing, it's like I just... The guy with the beard and the, you know, axes and shit, I was like, oh, it's like... He's you know, Norwegian, though. He's, he's yeah, I mean, see, it's, that would have been my guess, was it was a Scandinavian country. Yeah, he's Norwegian. I mean, I mean Portugal, too, that's like just south of Spain, and Europe is so small. It's, yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's still a car ride from, like, Norway. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But no, it looks gorgeous. It's oh, so acted impeccably. Um, no, it's, it's, it's an amazing flick. I, you know, as far as... Um, I actually, I wouldn't call it a, a horror film. I no. It definitely delves within the fantastic... Uh, but no, it, it, it's 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 really good. I I recommend y'all go check this one. I definitely so. Bef- bef- when we we fired it up on Amazon, it was six ninety nine to rent and nine ninety nine to buy. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, should I buy? And I just bought it because John's basically like, you know, buy it or I'll put an axe in your spleen. Or no, whatever. I I, no, I said <laughs> we can I, sign into mine and I'd I know, happily I know, buy it without kidding. seeing it. Um, but I'm glad I bought it. Um, I definitely feel like I'll benefit from a second viewing, uh, especially because I think at some point I, I fell asleep, which is no fault of the movies whatsoever. I no, mean, it's two in the morning here. Yeah, so. and, I, and I'm, you know. Well, it's... <laughs> slightly. It's it's slow, it's methodical, it's moody. Yeah, it's which slow. are all you yeah, know, like, great things. The runtime was like an uh, hour and 15? Not, it, not it, even. I think it was 111. 111? It felt like it easily could have been a two-hour movie, like when we're just watching it, but not in a bad way. No, not in a bad way. You were just—I mean, I personally was just engrossed the yeah, whole time. Like, I was too. Like the world building they did in this, like this—I I want more of this world. I yeah. would read books about this world, about this guy's, you know, poor choice and career path. <laughs> <laughs> Choice what? wearing the where to live. I mean, or just not fix, just you fix your window, man. Fix your window. Yeah. Fix your that, that should be the movie's tagline. Fix your window. Fix your window. You know, I mean, I th- there's a, a thing. A, there's a thing in this movie where it's not exactly predicated on Evil Dead, but but uh, I feel like Evil Dead Two is a good example of. There's a sequence, you know, Evil Dead 2, there's a sequence where he builds, like, the, you know, the uh, the chainsaw, yeah, right? And it's very staccato or whatever. So this isn't quite that, but I feel like... Well, the director has definitely seen Evil Dead 2 more than once, without yes. a doubt. Well, I mean, most people, I feel like, I, I, in our I, I, I mean, in, in a more meaningful way. Yeah. But, but th- there's definitely um, this building or creating kind of element to it where you're seeing him mix the, you know, uh, mix these concoctions, whatever you want to call Essence them. Essence of monsters, whatever. Yeah. I, I understand what you're talking and, about. And, and there's just something to the sequence of showing him put this stuff together and prepare it that is, is it, it's almost well, like a cooking network thing. Well, where no, it's, it's, like, it's, it's well, like this you know, alchemy, it's like, right? Uh, it's yeah, outside the genre, but you, you talk, you know, you look at movies like Inception does that, or or Ocean's Eleven does that, where they spend a lot of time like telling you we're gonna do this, and then but they they spend like literally three quarters of the movie setting up it, and part of the joy of watching it is the setting up it, and mm-hmm. then the actual achieving of that mm-hmm. goal. So it does that. It, it 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 sets up a lot. It it shows you. So you're sitting there and you're like, why is he? Why are we focusing on this for so long? And then once you see it, you're like, oh, that's why we're focused right. on it for but so it, long. But it was enjoyable to see. It's so, just a process. Sometimes yeah, watching a process is it's enjoyable. All, it, it just adds more to the world building. Because yeah. he's got the books. You see all the Monster Wanted posters. You see him going through this process that he clearly knows what he's doing, making this essence of monster. You get that Archer for just a split second and yeah. you want to know yeah. more about that. It, it, it yeah. gives you a complete history of the world without actually having to get it. You can put it all together right there in your head. It's yeah, no thirteenth warrior, but it'll do. just kidding. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck. You can all go to hell. Thirteenth warrior is wonderful. I like that movie. I, love that movie. <laughs> I don't know what that movie is. I know I know the title. Antonio Banderas. Well, as, as an Arab, he's hanging out with Vikings. Uh, yeah. Bullseye. Yeah. <laughs> 
This movie was fantastic. Go go purchase. I'm it, very curious this. though. Like, it, I hope this does really well because it kind of fits into that Game of Thrones zeitgeist. Yeah, so. absolutely. Like, like if you're jonesing for the next episode and you want something else, you want somebody with a sword and some armor killing some shit. People like the watch that show Vikings a lot too, right? Yeah. Like, well, there you go. With fucking monster heads. Mm-hmm. And I always appreciate it too when like the actual filmmaker. Is into the effects part. Yeah, that, yeah that's that, absolutely uh, wonderful. That's great. Like the void. You know, mm-hmm. oh, so good. Oh, so fucking good. I do too. <laughs> I'll put it on. That's one of those movies where it's perpetually on like every streaming service and I still bought it. <laughs> I still put it on all the time. I know it's not perfect. I fucking love Dude, that movie. Dude, it's perfect. I love that movie so In much. fact, that, that that movie is a love letter to everything. That, I yeah. love about 80s horror. And that it, it's a big mess. The story doesn't really work too well. It doesn't matter. I don't care because yeah. it's a love letter to what I love. The way that Anthony and I actually met was like he was at uh, a mutual friend's house talking and they were talking about him and some friends were talking about The Void and I had just watched it. I was like, you talking about The Void? We're, we're, we're best friends now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he literally just encapsulated my review of the void. We were making out hands all oh, over yeah. each other in a closet yes. two yes. seconds later. I'd be upset great. where you're not. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. Fantastic. Like, a week ago, I just rewatched The Void too, but at Phantom Carriage. That was awesome. Oh, wow. In a dark theater watching The Void. Very wow. cool. Yeah, I'm big on Netflix. I still recommend that one to everybody. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. So, on that note, John, Tori, thank you for joining us on this adventure. And we'll be back soon with another episode. And for the Horror Vision, I'm Sean. I'm Anthony. And I'm Ray. And our guests are... John. Tori. Jimmy. And, uh... (laughs) No, there's no Jimmy. That's a lie. I remember you enjoying it, but what was funny is you had a reaction to it that was counter to, like, apparently, because one of the things about that film is the ending has, um, it was changed. This t- the test audiences originally oh, right, saw right. it with her ending up with the Ducky character. Right. And the test audiences hated it. They were like, she should end up with Blaine. And... So that's what always been the, has always been the film. So you'd seen that, you, you saw it for the first time, and when you saw it, you went, what the fuck? So she ends up with the dick? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> that's the movie. Because yeah. people that's are pretty stupid. true to life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, look at Breakfast Club. Oh, wait, not, oh, by oh, the end of the movie, she's normal and cute you, and fun. So yeah. now she can date the jock kid. Yeah, that's right. okay. Yeah. She should have ended up with Iona. She should have ended. She, right? she should have ended up just weird and like like she was and unique, not like everybody else.